Gitin daf yud bet. The last thing we were discussing, a famous mishnah. If a person says, "Give a get to my wife," or "Give a, a, a get shichru to my slave," according to Rabbi Meir, the the person can go back on what he says before it got to the wife or the slave, because in both cases, the get and the get shichru are hurting the wife and the slave. Because no one's feeding them anymore. And Hachamim said, you could go back on the get, but you can't go back on the emancipation. And the Gemara tried to make a comparison where a third party took uh, some sort of property from a, a borrower, to, uh, thinking to be Zochef for the lender. And we said you can't compare cases. And we also wanted to compare it from a rich person who took Pea. And we also said how that's not the same case. And with that, we are starting... You'd bet Amud Aleph eight lines in where it says Sheim says Shelolazun. The reason a get is bad for a slave is because the master always has the option of not feeding him, so he his life is not in his hands. So therefore, a get would be good for him according to Hachamim. And the Gemara says Shmat Mina Yechol Rav The master could tell the slave work, and I'm not feeding you. Go collect money and eat that way. So, Shmamina, you could you could say that. But the Gemara pushes back, no. Work for whatever you eat, meaning I'm not feeding you, you have to work and feed yourself. And since the master has this type of option, and this is considered not feeding him, then this it's considered a good thing for a slave when he goes out free. And the Gemara says, same idea by a woman, where a husband is not allowed to not feed her, he has to feed his wife. It's in his ketubah. You're going to work, use the money you make, and feed yourself. And he still can't do that. And the Gemara asks, Isha Amailo, why can't he do that with a woman? What's the difference between her and a slave? So the Gemara explains, Oh, Isha Sapka, lady didn't make enough money. Okay, so what about We could also say the case with the slave is if he didn't make enough money. The Gemara answers, If a slave is not even worth the bread he's eating, that means he's making so little, he doesn't make enough food to eat. What's, uh, he does, there's no need for him by his masters. Meaning, the master doesn't have to feed him more than he makes. The master doesn't have to go into a loss to be able to feed this slave. But his wife, he signed the Ketubah, he said he was going to feed her. And even if she doesn't make enough, he still has to feed her. So from our Mishnah, there's no proof a person a person can tell his slave, I'm not feeding you. So the Gemara is going to try to bring it from a different Braita. And Tashima, a slave that had to be gole, had to exile himself to a Ir Miklat, he killed someone by accident, has to be there in Rabbu Hayav his master does not have to feed him. Not only that, even whatever he's making, uh, all the money he's making in the Ayir Miklat goes to his master. So Shmamina, I learned from here, the master could tell the slave, work and I'm not feeding you. The Gemara says, no. What are we dealing with here? The master told the slave, make your own money, I'm not feeding you. If that's the case, if he's not if he's not feeding him, then why is whatever the slave making going to his master? So the Gemara answers, no, the extra goes to the master. 
The Gemara says, "How the Well, we know that the extras go to the master. Okay, so whatever he makes to feed himself, that goes to him. Everything else goes to the master. It's pashut. The Gemara says, "No." I would have thought in a situation where he's not making enough money, the master doesn't have to feed him, then lenami. Then, if that's the case where he sends him off to go feed himself, and he's making more money than he usually than he's worth, he's making extra, then the master shouldn't take anything from him. Let's be fair. We don't have to be fair that anything extra goes to the master. So the Gemara says, Umay shana miklat. So why do we have to bring that Braita legabe the Ir Miklat? Meaning, you could just say the case is go feed yourself. So the Gemara explains, I would have thought the Pasuk says, you should run away to one of these cities and he'll live. And Vahai means maybe you have to overfeed him. Meaning you have to give him a little bit extra than what he's used to. That's not the pshat. The pshat is that anything that he makes extra goes to the master. So the Gemara says, "Vehami dekatanese faba." In the end of that bright, that says, "Aval isha shegatal arim miklat." A wife who goes, uh, who has to exile to ir miklat, ba'alachayav misnoteha. Her husband has to feed her miklat. De lo amar le. Obviously, we're talking about a situation where the husband didn't tell her that, uh, to go feed her herself. The i amar la because if he did say such a thing, ba'alach amar hayav. Why does her husband have to feed her? She could work herself. Umedesefa. The law amarlas. Okay, so if we know for a fact that the, the in the sefa that her husband didn't say that, then Reshanami, then Resha also when it's talking about the Ayavid, the first part of the Mishnah of Brayta, Nami the law amarle. We're talking about a situation where he didn't tell him go feed himself, and still we learned that the master doesn't have to feed him. So it sounds like he could tell him work for me, and I'm not feeding you. The Gemara says, no, we're talking about a situation where you tell him, go work and feed yourself, or husband telling his wife, go work and feed yourself. Woman's not making enough money. Well, but if the Sefa says, that if the husband told his wife, go work and make your own living so you could feed yourself, He's allowed not to feed her. It sounds like the first part where he didn't tell her, go make a living for yourself. And still, even though with his wife, he can't not feed her, but with the slave, obviously it means that he doesn't have to feed him, even though the slave is working for him. The Gemara says, no. We're obviously talking about a situation where he said to his wife, go work, make a living for yourself. If she makes enough, great. Then, let's see, he told her, uh, you know what, you're making a good living on your own, go feed yourself. Rasha, you could do that. But if she's not making enough, then okay, then you hear that's where his hayuv and the ketubah comes in. Gemara says, okay, if she's making enough money, then who cares? Why do you have to tell me that all hidush? That I don't have to feed her. I would have thought, still, Listen, when she's in her own city, she has an easy way of making money. She knows how to make money. It's not such a big deal. There's no issue with Seniyut. And she could be at home and make a living, or she doesn't have to go far and make a living. Great. But when she's in a, she's in exile in Ayir Miklat, and she has to go out of her way to make money, maybe there's no Seniyut. And maybe she has a right to stay home, not work, and he has to feed her. Kamash Malan. That her husband could tell her, go work, not a big deal. Okay, so now, 
this Braita with the Eved that's Gole was pushed away, and we still don't have a proof that a master can tell his slave, go work and I'm not feeding you. So the Gemara tries bringing something else. Maybe it's a Mahloketanaim. Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer, Yahola Ivid Lomadar Bobishne Batsorit, a slave can tell his master during famine years, Opa Nesenu or Tsenu the Herut, feed me or set me free. Vahamim Omrim or Shud Beyad Rabbo, the master's choice, he could do whatever he wants. And my love, Bakam, if I get, isn't the Mahloket that Demor Savar Hachamim hold Yahol that the master can tell his slave, work and I'm not feeding you? Or more Savar Rabanchim Omegamil held, Enoyachol, he can tell him, work and I'm not feeding you. The Gemara says, How could you compare both cases? Meaning, hi, when Rabanchim Omegamil said, Opa Neseni Otsieni Leherut, either feed me or set me free, that's not the correct language. The correct language would be, at least whatever I'm making, feed me with that. That's the way Rabban Shimon Gamliel should have put it if that was their machloket. And we're still going to attack the, whoever says that it's machloket anime. During famine years. Meaning, this is something that could happen, or this conversation could happen even on regular years. Ela, you have to say that according to everyone, the master is not allowed to not feed his slave. And hacha askinan, the amar lo, the master said to the slave, go work, make your own money, feed yourself. And the master doesn't have to feed him even on a regular year where there is food. The problem is. That on a famine year, even if he works himself, he can't make enough money. And Rabban Shimon Gamliel Savar, look, it's totally different on a famine year. And he could tell him, or, or feed me, or let me free. Why? People will see me. They see that I'm working for nobody. I'm a sl- I'm just uh, I'm just a nomad running around. And people will have Rahmanut and they will feed me. And Tosfot explains this is something you could only say on a famine year. On a regular year where there's food, people will see a guy who needs hungry, they'll give him food, they'll have rahamim on him, and uh, you know there's enough food to go around. But when there's no food to go around, uh, go to your master. But uh, if, but if uh, he's free, he has no master, and he has no food, people will feed him. A person who is a Rahman will have Rahmanut no matter what. If the guy has a master, doesn't have a master, if he's free, if he's not free. So whoever feeds people is, is going to feed him. He'll find someone who will feed him. It's, it's no difference. And now the Gemara is going to try to bring another bright that to find out if a, a master can tell his slave, go work, make your own money, and I'm not feeding you. If a person sanctified, he made his, the hands of his Ayavid Kadosh, Meaning anything he's going to do is going to be kadosh. That slave has to borrow money from other people, eat, and does work. And has to pay whatever he made. And we're understanding, we're talking about a situation where the master is not giving him food. And you could see from this that Work and I'm not feeding you. 
The Gemara says, no. No, you were talking about where the master is feeding him, and therefore he could be maklish, whatever the guy does, because as long as he's feeding him, it's okay. The Gemara says, if that's the case, where he's getting food from the Adon, then why is he borrowing money and eating? He's getting his food from his master. So the Gemara answers, if he wants extra food, then he has to borrow money, and he has to pay it back. The Gemara says, yeah, but but the Hekdesh right, will have the quote-unquote the Hekdesh, someone in the Hekdesh will tell the Avid, up until now you're eating, you don't need any extra Vashta, then now also, you don't need any extra food, that should be good enough. The Gemara answers, Hekdesh no, the Hekdesh itself wants this Ayved eating it extra. This way he gets stronger, he gets healthier, and he's worth more to the Hekdesh. Now, the Gemara asks on Rav. It said over there he's Oseu for He borrows money, works, pays back the money. The problem is, Kama Kama Kadishla, every time he makes a dollar it, or whatever he's making a pruta, it goes to the, to the Hekdesh. So he's left with nothing in his pocket. So he'll work less than a shave pruta, pay it. Less than a shave pruta, pay it. It makes sense to say that. If a person is makdish to anything that his ayavid is doing, his hands, that ayavid works and eats from whatever he makes. Because if he doesn't work himself, who's going to, uh, to, to feed him? He has to be able to feed himself. Now, Okay, if you say, if they're feeding this Ayved, and the master cannot tell him, uh, go work and figure out yourself, and I'm not feeding you. And the second case where Rav said that the Ayved works and feeds himself is where the master is not bringing him food, and that's why the the slave could work and feed himself and the master cannot make him kadosh then shapir everything is understood but if you're saying that we're talking about a situation where the master is not feeding him in the, in the first case where the the master told him go borrow money and figure it out yourself where he's not feeding him and the master is allowed to tell him figure it out yourself and i'm not feeding you and therefore, he's allowed to be Magdisha's slave's hands. Then, when Rav just said a couple lines ago, the ilo avda man palach, if he doesn't work for himself, who's going to work for him? Who cares? At the end of the day, hekdesh is hekdesh, and man debayin iflahe, and someone will work for him and then feed him. Rather, you have to learn that that the master cannot tell the slave work, and I'm not feeding you. And therefore, if the master doesn't feed him, the Ayavid could work and feed himself. Because the Adon could not be Makdishim, or at least he cannot be Makdish what it, what the slave makes for himself. Meaning anything extra he could be Makdish, but at least what to feed himself he cannot be Makdish. So you see that just from when Rav said... Uh, if he doesn't work, who's going to feed himself? That the master cannot tell him, work and I'm not feeding you. Okay, so now we understand from Rav that a person cannot tell his slave that go work and I'm not feeding you. Okay, Tashema. Let's see if there's someone who argues. If a person 
cuts off the hand of his friend's slave, noten shivto, he pays whatever the the slave is not working, or fuato, and you have to heal him, and you have to pay that lirabo. And that slave gets fed from the tzedakah. Shmami, now what do you understand? That the master can tell the slave, go figure it out, and I'm not feeding you. says, no. The master is at least feeding him, and that's why he's getting paid from the other guy, the guy who cut off the guy's hand. He's at least getting from him his shifto, the whatever he's missing work. So from that, you got to pay him. If that's the case, why is he getting money from the tzedakah? He wants extra. If we're talking about extras, what do you mean from the tzedakah? He's getting mamash a parnasa from the tzedakah. Meaning nizon sounds like uh, f- food to eat. Mitpanes sounds like his parnasa is making extra. Ela lav shmamina. Rather, you have to say from we understand from Rabbi Hanan that yachol that the master can tell the slave work and not feeding you shmamina. So we do see it's a machloket Rav and Rabbi Hanan. Rav says he cannot say it, and Rabbi Hanan says he could say it. Now let's go into Rabbi Hanan's words. Amar more. We said if a person cut off the the hand of his friend's slave, noten shivtor for atolarabo, he has to pay the amount of him not working and the medical bills to the master. Shivto pshita, I understand he's not working, and I understand why you have to give it to the master. Um, so what's the chidush? No, the the refuah money, the medical bills going to the master. That's the chidush. Says, but wait a second, it's the it's the slave's medical bills. He's the one who has to, to get healed. He has to get healed, and he needs that money, not the master. So says, yeah, I originally thought the medical procedures would take five days, the medicine, the procedures, the hospital, everything would take five days. And they gave him some hurried up, spicy, something very sharp, uh, some sort of medication, and he healed in three days. So now, I would have thought, listen, the extra two days, uh, the slave should get that money because he's the one who had to suffer with the sharp, uh, spicy medicine. Kamash Malan, Rabbi Yohanan comes to tell me that everything goes to the master, and however we want to heal them, we figured it out, and that was it. The money doesn't go to the slave. Now the Gemara is going to bring a Braita about the Mahlok between Rabbi Meir and Hachamim if freeing a slave is a good thing or a bad thing for him. Tanya, Amari Bilazar, Amarnu Lo Meir, we told Meir, our friend, isn't it a zechut? It's a merit. It's a good thing for the slave that he gets to go out free. Amalan Rabbi told us, It's a bad thing for him to be freed. If this Ivid is working for a Kohen, he can't eat Teruma anymore by his master. He was able to eat Teruma. Now he can't. But in the other hand, the master could tell him, I don't want to feed you. Rashai, he's allowed to do that. So it's a bad thing for him to be a slave. Amarlan Rabbi Meir told us back, Let's say an Ivid who belongs to a Kohen ran away, or the wife of a Kohen who rebelled from her husband, they could still eat Rumah. 
and this guy can't eat teruma anymore. Now Rashi says that the Hachamim answer back to the Bimeir over here, and Tosfot says, no, we're going to go to Rashi's Shita. So Hachamim answer back, Aval Isha, Hovul Abaye, woman, it's a bad thing for her to get divorced. She can't pesalam in a truma. He is posel her completely from uh, eating teruma, umafsidam in mezonot, and the food that she gets is posel her, and he, he, meaning he doesn't have to work for her anymore. Now she has to figure out how to live on her own. And there's a lot going on in this Braita, huh? and the Gemara asks a very simple question that we all have. What are the rabbis telling Rabbi Meir and what's Rabbi Meir telling back the rabbis? And tomorrow we'll go deep into it. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.